Was it a sitcom? No, not at all. Was it funny? Yes. Was it dramatic? A drama? Yes. Uh, And I don't believe there was a show ever before that was like it. And probably there hasn't been a show since then. I wonder if Loretta Swit, who, of course, played Hot Lips Houlihan, Margaret Houlihan, agrees with that. And by the way, welcome to Chicago, Loretta. Thank you so much. Lovely to be in lovely Chicago. I was listening to some of the news, and I thought, ah, those are my people, those activists. I I love some of your news. (laughs) Well, the newsroom has a fan in Loretta Swit, which is great. You know, what I just said is that MASH was so unique in so many ways. And it wasn't, it wasn't, certainly wasn't a sitcom, but it was very funny. It was a drama, but it was also very funny. I don't think there was a show ever like it before for sure and i don't think since then there's been a show quite like that's correct that's correct you can add and there never will be one like it 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 had all the elements that were so unique you cannot duplicate them or imitate them or you can't you know it's uh a one of a kind and i agree with you i don't think sitcom was just not our category they just didn't know where to put us However, um, we dealt with such deep, important issues. We were dramatic, yes. We were very funny. The humor coming out of the despicable, terrible situation that we were in at the front, standing in blood for 18-hour shifts. In order to keep your sanity, you had to be crazy. And the, the humor came out of that silly craziness. Well, lots of people have texted questions, and you can also call in 312-981-7222. Great. Oh, great. I get to talk to my people. <laughs> Your people! 312-981-7200. And one question is, uh, ask your guest uh, about Colonel Blake being killed off. How you feel about that? It was very painful. I was in pain the day uh, Mac told me he was leaving. And he said to me, Lorette, I know I will never be in anything this good again. You know, I said, so Mac, why don't leave, don't leave us. You know, he said, I just really need to uh, strike out to be number one of, of a show. And I said, you just don't see it, Mac. You are number one. Mac was the first one out of the gate to win uh, an award. He won the Golden Globe. How do I remember so distinctly? Because I picked it up for him. He asked me, what a treasure. He asked me if I would go to the affair, the Mm. Golden Globes, and get the trophy for him. And it was a great experience because, you know, when when you pick up your own award, you don't stand there saying, you you did the right thing, I deserve this, (laughs) you know. And I could say that for Mac. I can say, you're so right. This man is so incredibly talented and wonderful, and I'm so proud to be here to pick it up for him because he's such a national treasure. And you know, So I could say the wonderful things about him that were true, that if he had picked up the award, 
would not be able to say. And of course, you're talking about McLean. Uh, I love Matt. I love Matt. McLean Stevenson, who's who you're talking about, of course. You know, women volunteered in in the real world. Uh, to be in those positions, right. right? I mean, at that point in time, women weren't drafted, and women generally weren't there unless they said, "I want to be there." Is that? Did you think about representing? You, you have been. You're, you've been listening to some of my interviews, obviously, because I focus on that. I'm, you know, I'm a relentless fem- feminist, but uh, I focus on that often because people. I want them. I want them to know about these great women, these wonderful, extraordinary women who volunteered to serve in Korea during that war. Oh, well, police action. We had we had a comment about that. It's funny. Uh, this police action, they bleed just like it's a war. But anyway, these women volunteered to be in the hottest place on the planet in the summer and the coldest place on the planet in the winter, they volunteered to to serve at the front and work, as I've already said, 18 hour shifts, uh, helping and and, uh, caring, caring for, for young people who were barely old enough to shave. And there they were with frostbite and snake bite. And, uh, these women were uh, amazing, amazing, courageous, honorable women. I love this text. Ask her if she really does have hot lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, having never kissed myself, look what I know. <laughs> um, I, you know, after, after about the second or third season, we uh, we really kind of, didn't use that nickname much because Margaret was much more than one part of her anatomy. She was she was a soldier. She was an iron majorette. She really was a great head nurse and fully in charge. I I really respected her and loved her. I loved her integrity, her humor, her flaws. You know, she did like to drink. <laughs> uh, yes. But, uh, <laughs> Is that a flaw? One of the funniest things. One of the funniest things that she would say when she's had a few, a few glasses of whatever, she'd say things like, "I'm not so drunk I am." Say that again. Uh, Actually, the call broke up for a second, so we we don't want to miss that. Say that again. I'm not so think as you drunk I am. <laughs> Did did you have any idea then that you were part of a classic and that even 55 years later, you and other cast members who are surviving cast members would be asked to do interview after interview after interview? I think, you know, in your wildest dreams and when you're an actor, you actually harbor some pretty wild dreams, you know. I mean, I know a very, very young people who want to start learning uh, the art of acting who are already writing their, their Oscar acceptance <laughs> speech, you know. I mean, you have, you have very wild dreams, and you're entitled to have them, to follow them. Uh, but honestly, in your wildest dreams, I don't think you could conceive 
of the amazing phenomenon that MASH has become. It is a global MASH family out there. I have friends, fans all over the world who feel they are related to me, and I feel the same thing. I feel I have brothers and sisters all over this planet, and uh, it's an extraordinary, overwhelming sensation. But you could never, I don't think uh, you could ever expect that to have happened. Now, that's a wonderful feeling. It's got to be. Might have, maybe we could have seen you on Cagney and Lacey if things worked out differently? Uh, No, I loved creating that role. I loved it. Um, And uh, my brother called me and he said, uh, I, I hope you do it because people love seeing you in uniform. <laughs> um, I, I adore cops and soldiers and military people. I love the men who are out there with their honor and courage. They are my heroes. So to play one, I know, Margaret was a hero. So, so was Christine Cagney, mine, my Christine Cagney. And, uh, uh, but I was totally committed to MASH. And my word, when you think of what we are 50 years later, I certainly made the right choice to remain. But quite honestly, uh, Fox nor CBS were about to let me out of my contract. That, I mean, that was a given. They said, no, no, we, if you don't mind, <laughs> we preferred that you stayed with us here because it was the same network, you know. Mm. And, of course, in doing so, history was made. What I know matters to your heart greatly, Swithart, dot org. What is that all about? And what is your latest book and your artwork about enormously talented Loretta Swit is here, and we'll talk to her about all that if she'll tolerate me talking some more with her on WGN when we come back. <laughs> oh, what an unusual gift. I just love it. Really? Well, my good moment, I saw it. I said, that's you. Oh, <gasps> perfume. Charles, it's... Oh, it's just so... Scented. You sure do get your money's worth. And if I use too much, I can simply fan away the excess. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope these gestures of goodwill will make up for any offhand remark I may have made in the O. Oh, Charles, really? You know I'm not one to hold a grudge. Of course not. You're far too gracious for such pettiness. You know, in honor of our renewed friendship, I brought along a little something to play on your phonograph. I'm sure that you're going to love it. How sweet! <laughs> Oh, Charles, I think there is just one thing I should tell you. Yeah? You lay one finger on that record player, and I'll tie your arms and legs in a bow knot and stuff you in my footlocker. Big cousin. Shut up! Do you really think I'm stupid enough to fall for this garbage? That is, of <laughs> course, Loretta Sweat. <laughs> that you haven't oh, heard that in a David, while. David, David. I loved that man. Oh, God. I, I worked with these phenomenal men. They were just David Ogden. Oh, my. Working with him was like taking a master class. I mean, this is an actor who would go out on the weekend do King Lear somewhere. I mean, he was just <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary actor. And to work with him and laugh and get 
the all the juice out of scenes written by Larry Gelbart, who's a genius. So uh, it was uh, such an extraordinary experience. But yes, I remember that scene. He was trying to bribe me. <laughs> <laughs> An extraordinary cast, you're right. And we could talk more about MASH, and I'm sure that lots of people would love that, and I would too. However, I want to talk about Swithart uh, and your passion in life, which is to protect animals. Uh, and it's been that way right. for, yeah, for a very long time. And what I happen to know, and it's no secret... You have given your time, your money, and in this case, your artwork. Explain what the second edition of Swithart, the Watercolor Artistry and Animal Activism of Loretta Swit is all about. Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, give a, a shout out to every bookstore in Chicago, in the Chicago area. Give me an example to come out to Chicago and let's have a little sit-in where I meet my fans, sign the book, and they walk off with the book having made a donation to my charity. Here's the name of the charity. It's called Swithart Animal Alliance. Alliance is the operative word there. My alliances spread way out. For example, I'm going to be coming to Chicago this coming year for a party, a, a fundraising party, for the guide dog of Israel. Uh, I, I, my new alliance is with the guide dogs of Israel. This is an organization in Israel who trains the puppies, for, and they become guide dogs, and then they listen to the word, give these puppies, these dogs, to people who are losing their sight. And as the people with the guide dogs will tell you, it's more than having safety and guidance with these wonderful animals. They feel independent. They feel confident. You give them a big part of life back that they lose when they, they lose their vision. And it's just, it's, uh, it's overwhelming and wonderful. And this, this, beautiful organization, the guide dogs, do that. And they need our support. Hello. So what I did was uh, do a painting of a, I call them blonde, it's a yellow lab. The yellow labs are beautiful guide dogs. And so I did a wonderful painting. I think it's wonderful. And uh, we're going to um, probably an auction or maybe raffle off the original painting. Wow. And I can do jacle prints, for those who don't know what these uh, jacle prints mean. Uh, they're phenomenal. They're not as expensive as the original. And they're, when they're framed, they're, they're originals. They look beautiful, and I sign them. And those would either be given to large donators or, uh, again, raffled off, or well, I don't know, and then... Depending on what what our whole scheme is, our whole theme, uh, I'm coming to Chicago for this party because our major supporter in the U.S. here is Phyllis Eisenberg, who lives in Chicago, of course, uh, for the weather, <laughs> and lives in Palm. She lives in Palm Springs, 
and Chicago, you can figure out when she's where. Yes, you know, and I mean, if you have, a, if you have, a, a, Loretta, if you have a date for the event, uh, let me know, and I'm happy to have whoever is appropriate uh, from that organization on the radio to talk about it. Meanwhile, if you donate eighty dollars, you can receive a copy of the second edition of Sweetheart. The watercolor artist. No, wait, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's not the second edition. It's the second printing. Okay, it's a little, little different. Um, but um, for example, the introduction is by Mike Farrell, and and there's a new quote on the back of the book from Jamie Farr. Wow. But uh, it's it's basically the same uh, same book, only only better. The the uh, publisher and printer uh, was was excellent and so it's kind of brighter and prettier i think uh and uh that's the second printing it is available and i'd love to sit down at some of your bookstores in chicago as i say it used to come to chicago i'll be there and um that would be wonderful uh, the books will always be available at any of the fundraisers when when we do guide dogs uh, we'll have the books available we, I also have perfume, which is, yeah, any, any sweetheart or animal-related product is going to be available. All right, so um, the, I want to give the website because we've got to go to the newsroom you love so much. So that's sweetheart, okay. sweetheart.org, S-W-I-T-H-E-R-T, one word, dot org, to learn more or to order which all helps to benefit a variety of animal charities, as you said. All the money, all the all money the going money. to that, the coffers of Sweetheart. Uh, Loretta, it has been a pleasure to meet you, and I have a hunch we'll have you on the radio again, and maybe, maybe I can even work with you on getting that bookstore. Maybe you'll do something for an animal shelter here in Chicago. Yes, please. Yes, please. That's exactly why I brought it in. You have the power to help me, and uh, let's uh, work together on that. I'd love it. Well, I have no power is what I learned years ago, but I'd, I'd be more than happy to do what I can. You're amazing. Thank you very much.